In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we'll be discussing understanding abuse. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security Academy, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article, This is Abuse. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible as we always do. This is 2 Samuel 13, verse 14, and it reads like this. Howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. So, of course, this is the story of when Amnon uh, raped his stepsister. And that's really the topic today. We're discussing sexual abuse. And it might be one of the most important topics, even though it's the least popular, um, topics that we have to discuss because this is a real issue. And we have to be alert for this. For all of you that have ever been through my Protecting Children from Abuse course, you know just how big of a problem this is. And it's really up to us as sheepdogs to intervene on their behalf and to help provide some protection. At least when they're under our care, they have our protection. And then even beyond that, knowing that they have advocates that they can go to for help. And that help is trained and prepared to help them. One of the quotes that uh, Wesley put in here I think is really good. It's from Carter, Walker, and Neemark. Um, and what, what they say in their, their little quote that they have is, There are few issues that cause children to stumble so completely as being abused. Abuse affects every area of the victim's lives. Survivors often have issues with substance abuse, eating disorders, intimate relationships, obesity, smoking, and mental health problems, including suicide attempts. So once again... I, I think that's just a big amen to what I've been saying here. Is It's up to us to help provide some protection, um, despite the discomfort of this topic. So let's get into the news and cover some, um, some stuff we have there. So New York City, New York, an online edition of Psychology Today has a basics article uh, with no data publication on sexual abuse, which also... Um, covers sexual assault and sexual violence. After this, a lead article for the subject is a list of links and articles to many topics uh, within the subject. The basic article includes definitions of sexual abuse, uh, several areas of of the subject. Contents are understanding sexual abuse, healing from sexual abuse, helping survivors of sexual abuse, child sexual abuse, of special interest for church security uh, ministries. Our questions are, are people most likely to uh, sexually assault um, by a stranger or someone they know in the topic of sexual abuse? Okay, so that's an article that Wesley found. And you might want to check it out today, um, Psychology Today. All right. Hillard, Ohio, January 26, 2023. Um, Police are asking for information about uh, additional incidents of child abuse um, at a church in Hillard. The victims who have already reported abuse were less than 10 years old at the time of the abuse between 2012 and 2014. The perpetrator was a minor at the time 
who had volunteered to help with children, uh, the children's church and other programs. You know, this is pretty common for predators to do this. They will volunteer. They will put themselves into positions where they're going to have access to their, um, to their, the victims, the type of victims that they want. So in this case, you, you're his, their chosen victim is a 10 year old. So they're going to be working with the middle aged kids. Simple as that. And we hear that and see that all the time. Um, Sexual Assault Response Network of Central Ohio urges victims to come forward. Even if this was a decade earlier, it's not too late. All right, this is Oakland, California, February 9th, 2023. A male former corrections employee was sentenced 20 years of sexual abuse of inmates in a women's federal prison where he had worked. Once again, putting yourself in a position where you can um, victimize people and of course, any sort of authority doesn't make a difference, right? It doesn't matter at all. South Dakota, November 3rd, 2022. A candidate for state senate was indicted for familiar child, uh, child sexual abuse. That means he was a relative. Um, the abuse of a young female relative who is now an adult allegedly lasted, um, allegedly the abuse lasted for six years um, which included the grooming process. All right, State College, Pennsylvania, November 4, 2011. A grand jury indicted assistant football coach of Penn State University for sexual abuse of adolescent boys. He was also the founder of, the, of a charity for fatherless boys. See, putting himself in the positions. Um, during the next five um, days, I don't know if that's right, Several high-level persons at the university were suspended um, and were fired um, and, or had resigned. Uh, this, so now it's multiple. Boy, predators find each other. They really, they were really network well. On December 7th, <clears throat> the assisting coach was indicted on a dozen more counts. All right. So before we continue, please share this. I know it's not a popular topic. But share this with your team, share this with your children's ministry, share it with the leaders of your church so they can watch this YouTube video or if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, share it so they can listen to it. Because it's something that even though we all know exists, right? We know it, but we still have a resistance to talk about it. The other thing too is if we ignore it or we live in denial or it'll never happen to us, it'll never happen to anybody at our church, then what happens is we're actually creating space for a predator. And so we need to constantly be thinking about it. We need to constantly be talking about it. So that way, the team, the staff, the volunteers are always alert. They're always paying attention. We don't ever let them put their head in the sand. And we can't put our head in the sand. Our team members can't, the staff. Nobody can put their head in the sand on this. We need to stay sharp. We need to stay alert. All right, so the article that Wesley wrote um, relied, relied very heavily on the Drew Shadeen National Sex Offender Public Website. I know that's a mouthful. Drew Shadeen National Sex Offender Public Website. And there's a lot of great information on there. Um, and really, you should check it out. It's a great site. And uh, really, anyone that works with children should be spending some time on this site and of course we'll do our best to give you the occasional program to 
get you thinking about it again. So let's start with the first question that they cover on their site is, you know, what is sexual abuse? There's a lot of definitions out there. Um, I think all of them have their merits. This one certainly has a lot of good merit to it. Um, and uh, it's just important for us to be, once again, how do we define these things? So sexual abuse includes many different behaviors. For adults, it includes any sexual act committed against somebody without that person's freely giving consent. For adults incapable of giving consent and children, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention um, de definition includes any completed or attempted a sexual act, sexual contact with or exploitation of a child by an adult or any older youth. So that goes back to that other incident. He's a youth that's abusing children. Sexual abuse includes both touching um, and they, for example, forced sexual intercourse, child molestation, groping, attempted rape, and non-touching offenses. And that's everything from downloading, distributing pornography, exhibitionism, and so forth. And it impacts people of all age. I need to find this here, but they actually had um, he had a pretty good a pretty good breakdown of um, just how widespread this was. I'm sure I'll stumble across it here soon. Anyway, so um, how common is sexual abuse? Is the next question. So there's a lot of different statistics out there and, um, and it can kind of become a little confusing because of either how they're dated or how the research was conducted in all that good stuff. But I think it's sexual abuse is one of those things where um, it's so underreported that our best numbers are really bad. You know, I mean, it's just so underreported. Same thing happens with the FBI statistics, right? So not all jurisdictions report or they misreport things and, and all kinds of things, plus they're old, um, all kinds of problems with FBI statistics. But they do provide us a guideline or at least an idea about trends and then at least the minimum number of those kind of crimes that occurred. So here we go. Oh, this is the part I was looking for. According to the... Q&A, uh, sexual abuse happens in all demographic groups, all demographic groups, regardless of age or gender or race or ethnicity, nationality or social class, education level or religion. So it's across the board. These predators are across the board. So you can't look at somebody or even if you know somebody and say, well, they're, you know, they're, a, they're a doctor or they got a PhD or, or you know, they're white, they're black, you know, whatever it is. Or you just can't look at somebody and know if they're a predator or not. All right, so let's talk about how common it is. About 25% of girls and 5% of boys under the age of 18 have been abused. Okay, and now these are only reported cases. So 25% of girls and 5% of boys under the age of 18 have been abused. So think about your children's ministry. So you're talking one in four boys, or I'm sorry, one in four girls in your children's ministry have been or will be abused before they reach 18. For your boys, one in 20. One in 20 boys in your ministry 
it will have will has been abused or will be abused before they reach 18. All right, and that's statistically, of course. Um, the highest rate of sexual abuse is among those of 18 to 24. So a young adult, if you got a young adult ministry, you know, your college student ministry, um, that's the highest rate of sexual abuse in that group there. However, cases in this age are more likely to be reported than victims of those against minors. So that's one of those things to kind of keep in mind. They're underreported, underreported, underreported. Um, but those 18 to 24 year olds are probably reporting it a lot, um, much more frequently. And that's probably why we have that larger bubble there. It also could say something about the age of um, similar aged people uh, not knowing how to act, quite frankly. And they're abusing people. Um, now this is the lifetime abuse rate for sexual crimes um, but, but not including rape. So any other sex crimes, this is the lifetime. So zero to the grave. Lifetime abuse rapes for other than rape are 22% of men. So that's a little bit better than one out of five men before they die will have been sexually abused short of rape sometime in their life. For women, that's 45%. So, I mean, that's almost half. One in two women will be abused other than rape, in a way other than rape, um, before they make it to the grave. The rape rates, though, this is the rate, wait, rate, <laughs> rape wait, rates, is one in of five women, and that's in their lifetime, one in five women will be raped um, before they get to the grave, and one in 71 of men. So much less, much less. But I had read an article one time that said, when men are uh, victims of a violent sexual crime of rape, they almost never report it. And so once again, you know, all these numbers, and of course that happens with women too, I'm not saying it, you know, I'm not saying, but um, my, my point here is this, these are, these are probably on the low end, and that's what we have to keep in mind. The other thing that we have to keep in mind, and this is the last question that Wesley puts in this article, is do people um, who sexually abuse reoffend? And the answer is almost always. I mean, it is very, it's just one of those sins. I don't know if it's, I don't want to give it a name like addiction because then it makes it sound like they're a victim. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. But we do know that the recidivism, I said that wrong, the chance of a repeat offending is extremely high. And it's through research that some of those laws that pass that people end up on a sexual abuse, you know, a sexual offender database is because they are continued to be at high risk. And now in that, they'll rate them then, right? Are they a one, two, or three? And that higher the number, the more likely they, they are through evaluation, they believe that they would do it again. And so, um, yeah, pretty heavy topic. Um, one of the things that that site allows, the Drew Shadeen, I, I always need to look at, Drew Shadeen National Sex Offender Public Website, is you can look for abusers. It has a search feature. So you can find out what sex offenders are in your area. So if, 
if I'm going to say anything practical, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this again as, you know, Wesley continues writing these series of email or of articles is that, you know, this is a resource that we have at our fingertips and we have to be using it. And we have to be using it on a regular basis. So maybe it's something you put on your calendar once a month, you check it. See, because the issue here and the reason we have to keep looking at it is this, is you could check it today and somebody could be added tomorrow, right? And so we have to be checking it on a regular basis. Now, I, I don't suspect you're going to check it every day, but let's at least check it every month and get it on your calendar and check. And then take those, you can print out sheets, information sheets, punch some holes in it and put it in a binder that's for your team and that maybe the children's ministry, maybe staff. This should be a protected document. You know, we just don't want them floating around everywhere. But let's at least do that and get that into the hands of people that need to know and uh, make sure that we're walking, watching for these um, potential offenders that might show up to our church one day and start coming on a regular basis. Now, I believe in reconciliation. I believe in redemption. I believe in all those kind of stuff. But because the repeat offenders is so high, we, we don't know if they could fall into weakness and do it again. Or they're one of these other yahoos that are out there looking, looking to find victims. And they know the church will embrace them and bring them in. Um, and then sometimes not really control their, their access. So we need to be looking for that. Other than that, we have a lot to talk about this topic. I'm sure Wesley's going to be writing a whole new series on this topic. And uh, I hope you stick with me, and I hope that you share it, because it's so important to get out there. The other thing is, is um, we're getting ready to start the fourth quarter of the 2022-2023 year. So if you haven't taken our certification course, this would be a good time to jump on. Jump on soon. And uh, you can and start this fourth quarter with us. Other than that, thanks so much for being here, and hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.